So how many of you remember Oprah? Yeah, like most of us, unless we're 12. So uh, my, my dream is that one day I can be as extravagantly generous with the parish resources as Oprah was during her giveaways, right? Like, remember the episodes, people would just show up and she'd be like, guess what? You get a car, you get a car, everybody gets a car, right? Like, it'd be pretty cool if the parish was doing so well that for every new family that registered, I could just be like, well, and thank you, welcome to Church of the Incarnation, here is your $10,000 signing bonus. <laughs> per family, per person, right? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? I feel like church attendance may be a little increased. <laughs> but it is my hope that one day I can be that generous. Because look how your attention perked up. <laughs> but isn't it great that we offer something every Sunday better than $10,000? The chance to inherit eternal life. Most of you want me to go back to the $10,000. You're like, you have lost me, Father Dan. No, 10 grand in the hand is way better than possible. And honestly, depending on the day you catch me on, same. So, you know, it, it just seems like we have something so great here, but obviously someone may desire $10,000 a tad more. But let's just pretend, right? Let's pretend for a moment that you actually have $10,000 in your hand that I've just given you, and you don't choose it. Now, that would be, would be a very interesting world of pretend that we would live in, but we'll get there. Imagine for a moment that the claims of Scripture are true. Right? Think about the first words we heard from the book of Sirach today. It said this, My child, conduct your affairs with humility and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Now, as a point of order, just to talk about the scriptures and the way that they are uh, constructed, whenever there is a gift talked about in the scriptures, God bestowing a gift onto his people, it's never something minuscule. It's never something that is like, oh, thanks. That was, that was real nice. No, it's like, oh my goodness, abundance and overflowing. It is better than anything you could have ever imagined. So, when we say that we will be loved more than a giver of gifts, it's not as if you just gave someone a post-it note with an IOU for like a free bagel, right? It's literally like you gave them $10,000 in, in their hand. This is how much people are going to value you, right? If you do your actions with humility. Now, imagine, as I said, that the claims of scripture are true, right? Every Sunday, we are presented with four readings in which you are supposed to evaluate the claims that are being made. And if that seems like maybe it's a bit overwhelming, like you can't hear and process all of that scripture in, you know, the 12 minutes it takes from the beginning of the first reading to the end of the gospel, I agree. And that's why I suggest maybe you go over the readings for the upcoming Sunday, one per day. That would mean that you have four readings, seven days. You can get through four of the readings twice, one of the readings, one, three of the readings twice, one of the readings once, right? You can decide if it's the gospel or the psalm or the first reading that gets the ax that week. I don't care. But imagine you took time every day to spend with the upcoming scriptures. My, how you might not be caught off guard, right? 
Now, back to the first reading, it says this, as I have already pointed out, in the first two lines, conduct your affairs with humility and people will love you. Seems pretty good. But again, look at it in the context. It's not just saying you're giving them a gift. It's saying do actions with humility and people will love you more than if you gave them an unpaybackable gift. Conduct my actions with humility. Well, see, but therein lies the rub because I don't want to be humble sometimes. I want to be right. I want to have the last word. I want to be able to impress my friends at dinner tales and over cocktails about how I was smarter, more witty, verbally outdid someone else and undone them, or I did their undoing, right? Like, I want to show my power. We are in a world of pretend, as I've said. So if I am the only one that feels this way, that's fine. Pretend that you have erratic emotions, just like I do sometimes. Right? Because if, if anything like what I just described sounds like maybe it's your voice, let me be the first to tell you from experience, those actions are not actions done in humility. Right? Having the last word in an argument or a conversation reeks of pride. Wanting to be right instead of finding a peaceful resolution is pregnant with arrogance. Ask yourself this. If you are smart enough to be right, are you strong enough to keep your mouth shut in the face of ignorance? Right? Are you strong enough and smart enough to sit there and listen to lies in your face? Now you may say to me, but Father Dan, if I confront them, I'm standing up for the truth. That is a good. I will refer you to the words of St. Augustine who says that the truth is a lion. It does not need our protection. Just because someone speaks their opinion in the world does not make it a reality. I wonder what true strength it would take to keep our mouths shut in the face of lies, but more importantly, your heart's at peace. Because it's one thing to be silent, but seething with anger. It's a completely different thing to be silent and peaceful in the face of bold-faced lies. And how do I know this? Because that is the example our Savior gave. Did he not? Like a lamb led to the slaughter, he was silent, and he opened not his mouth. He knew that the religious leaders were getting false, meaning fake testimony about him. Did he cry out and tell them the truth? No, he was silent. And even though in his heart he was sorrowful unto death, for that's how it describes the Garden of Agony, he was sorrowful, but he was at peace knowing that the Lord's will is perfect. Now, I am not yet that strong. I often pray for suffering, and then, like a wimp, I pray that it be taken away as soon as it comes. Now, it's only a peace-filled person who can smile on their face, and more importantly, in their heart, in the face of flagrant lies. This is what it means to conduct your affairs with humility to have peace no matter what, in good times and in bad, when people love you or when people hate you, going through life, not letting your inner peace be affected by external circumstances. This 
is how we conduct all of our actions in humility. And again, why would I want to conduct my affairs with humility? That's right, because the more I do so, the more people will love me as a great giver of gifts. And even if people don't love me, doesn't living with peace, no matter what happens, sound like a better option? Now, I have just spoken to you roughly 1,100 words based on the first two lines of the first reading. My brothers and sisters, we have 62 other lines of Scripture this morning, this morning alone, that the Lord probably wants to speak another 1,100 words to you about in the quiet of your heart. He wants to speak to you through this dynamic encounter with Scripture every time. Connection to the Word of God leads to peace in the heart. Peace in the heart leads to actions conducted with humility. Actions done in humility breeds more love. Seems like a pretty good deal to me. Now one final thought about inner peace. I heard someone say something a few months ago that has not left my head, and in fact it has rattled around and resonated enough to where I want to bring it to your attention. And he said this, if I verbally abuse you in a language that you do not understand, does it bother you? No. He continued, but if I say those same things to you in a language that you understand, now you get very angry. What has changed except your reaction to the same two statements? One said in a language you don't know and it doesn't bother you. One said in a language you know and it sends you into a rage. You are in control of the reactions you have for everything that happens to you, not the other way around. Maybe this week, spend some time with the Word of God, and then see if you can't use the grace that brings to control the reactions you have to what others say, and to achieve a level of peace that comes from the Lord and is not dependent on others.